Tony, what do you call a group of baby soldiers? A group of baby soldiers? I have no idea. An infantry. <laughs> Where's my groan button? I need... This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in for Paladin Financial Talk. And we have in live in studio here, Mr. Tony Shore. It's nice to be eyeball to eyeball with you again. <laughs> we should really get invest in a second microphone because we need a Tic Tac. <laughs> I kid. I kid. We have two microphones. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we're here together. It's great to be here, and we're in the studio together for once. Usually, we're remote. I'm either from my home studio, and you're here in the office. So uh, this is good, Jeff. Great to be on the show today. I'm excited. Now, last week we talked about the retirement checklist, the things you absolutely need to know to be prepared for retirement, and we didn't quite get through it. We ran out of time. Uh, how far did we get? We got through three of the five that we'll talk about here. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Maybe recap those first three. Yeah. It'd be great. First, I have some sage advice. I picked oh. this doozy up yesterday okay. and I thought it was wonderful advice for us. This is outside of the scope of the show, bonus material, if you will. But if you hate everyone, eat a snack. If you think everyone hates you, take a nap. Isn't that great? Okay, that's good. I you, guess that's good. Yeah, if you yeah. hate everyone, eat a snack. You're hungry. You're cranky. If you yeah. think everyone hates you, you need to get some sleep. Ah, that's great advice, actually. Anyway, Never yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah. That's good advice. That's good. Uh, a little sage wisdom. I like it. Uh, a little sidetrack from the usual financial information that's that right. we bombard people with. That's right. I know your mind is mostly numbers, but look at that. Here you come with the philosophy, too. Brought pictures, to, a picture today, too. Oh, yeah, we'll you even brought that. You brought a chart. No cameras here, though, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll work it in here eventually. All right. Um, but yeah, we talked about last time five uh, items to put on a sticky note as a simplified retirement checklist and make sure that you have each of these areas addressed in your retirement plan, whether you're already there, you're retired, uh, or if you're looking at that sometime here in the new f near future or if it's several years down the road. But the first one we talked about is understanding your income and expenses. So where exactly is your income going to come from? From, how much is that income going to be from work if you're working part-time or Social Security or pensions or whatever it might be? And if you need to take money out of your investments, how much do you need to take out? And is that a feasible withdrawal rate? Um, met with a couple today that uh, were helping with their retirement plan and at their current rate with what they need to pull out of the, their investments, they're going to be starting off at a pretty high withdrawal rate and they're not going to have enough money long-term if they don't make some adjustments. So uh, we want to make sure we're planning ahead for that. 
You also look at your income. How much of that do you want guaranteed? So if you have Social Security and you've got a gap of $20,000, $30,000 a year, is there any of that that you would like to have as guaranteed income? And what do you do about that? And we also talked about inflation and the importance of keeping pace with that. And there's the uh, the chart that I talked about earlier a moment ago. But the impact of inflation, if you started off and you had $1,000 and 25 years later, let's say at a modest 1% inflation, we'd like to have that now again. Now again, uh, 25 years later, that $1,000 would buy $780 worth of goods. Okay. So that's a significant reduction. Yeah, that's, that's wild. And if you look at retirement, if you're 65 years old and you're expected to have, let's say, a 25-year retirement, that's not unusual. If you drop that back to a 15-year uh, impact. You have a thousand dollars and 15 years later of 1% inflation, that's buying $860 of goods. That's really at, at 1% gets worse if you get into two, four percent. So we want to make sure that the income you have is keeping pace with inflation over time and understanding what your expenses are and what those might look like in the future. So that's number one, income sure. and expenses. Number two. Number two, risk management. Risk. Yep. Risk. We t- that comes up a lot it when does. we talk about financial planning and retirement planning, doesn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. Inflation risk is one of those issues we just talked about. Longevity risk. How long are we going to live? Sure. Generally, the, the risk there is of living too long is the concern as your assets don't make it as long as you do. But the other issue there, if you're a married couple and one of uh, one of you passes away earlier in retirement, you also have to look at the impact of lost Social Security and potentially pension income and what that would mean to the survivor and dipping into more of the retirement funds uh, more aggressively over time. So you said you said living too long is a concern. That's interesting because uh, actually it's not a concern for me, Jeff, because I don't exercise or eat well. So I'm not concerned at all well, we about could, living too we long. We can check that off your, your post-it note. <laughs> I'm <you're> good. kidding. <laughs> uh, sequence of returns risk is another one that we talk a lot about. I was helping one of our clients yesterday and pulling income out. And where do we pull that income from? Well, we're in a down market right now. And when you're in a down market, ideally, you want to be able to pull from investments that aren't down as much or at all. So in her situation, we had a fixed annuity in place. We were able to pivot and take several months of income out of that that has not been impacted by the market. And that gives her investments that are down in value time to recoup and come back again. So understand that sequence of returns risk and how do you navigate through that. You also have risk related different insurance, healthcare, Medicare, and so forth. Long-term care is a risk. So that's number two. Well, yeah, and risk management, again, that's something that comes up. I'm glad we reiterated that in this show. Uh, What was number three? I don't remember. Number three relates to investment. So understanding what you're invested in and does what you have today still make sense for you? A lot of times people come in and they've they've had stuff in their accounts that just just sat there for a long period of time and good news with the market that's grown over time. But as you start to pivot into retirement and now you're going to use your investments for income, some of those tools that you were using in the past may not make sense for you today. And is your spouse on the same page with you? Mm. If you're more aggressive as an investor and your spouse is more conservative or vice versa, making sure that you have a a plan on how you're going to navigate that and you're not sleeping on the couch if the market's down 15, 20%. 
Sure. And also, what would your spouse do if you were no longer here? So some people come in and they're, they're married and one person's a do-it-yourselfer and they nerd out on this stuff and they have a lot of confidence in what they're doing. But if that person's gone, the surviving spouse, my experience, does not suddenly have a desire to look at charts and graphs and pick stocks. They need help. So have a good backup plan. And work with a financial services professional like yourself. That's a good solution for that issue right there. Correct. In fact, yep. all those investment questions like, well, hey, what am I invested in? I've got a 401k, but I don't know the specifics. That type of question, all those questions regarding investments uh, can be answered and handled by a financial services professional. So that's where we left off last week. Uh, what's next on the list? I know we got four and five. What's number four? Yeah, number five relates to taxes. So. Oh, my favorite. Mm. And it's actually number four. You said number five. Four is oh, taxes. Did, oh, yes, four. <laughs> Numbers, Tony. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. I was told there would be no math. You know that. So taxes, uh, wow. You know You know what I think? I've got a sound effect for taxes. Oh. It's scary. It is very scary. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about the United States code is the a big, big volume of information of uh, tax code and other different things. But it's a consolidation by subject matter of general and permanent laws of the United States. And Title 26 of the U.S. code relates to the Internal Revenue Code. It's a more common term. People usually don't know about Title 26, but that's the Internal Revenue Code. It addresses a lot of different things, estate taxes, for example, and how those are handled, income taxes, and how investment vehicles of different types are taxed. You have Roth accounts that are addressed in Title 26. You have cash value life insurance and the unique tax nature of cash value life insurance. All of that falls under the umbrella of Title 26. So income and estate taxes are a concern. And for most people, income taxes are the the bigger issue. So we'll focus on that for today's show. But as we help people to evaluate the plan they have in place today and prepare one for the future, the first step is to understand what you're paying in taxes today. And by that, I mean, how much are you paying in dollars to federal and state and what percent of your income is going out the door for taxes and knowing that information and projecting and planning out what your income will look like over time, what can we do to try to lower your overall tax bill? And there are a variety of different strategies that you can, you can utilize uh, to plan ahead for that. If you've done a good job of saving money and for most people, their biggest asset is in the tax deferred bucket. You got a tax deduction going in, it's grown tax deferred. You've got this big pile of money. 401ks, IRAs, things like that. Yep. You get out to age 72 and the government says you have to start kicking some of that (laughs) out the door so they can collect their taxes on it. And in many situations you might have more taxable income than you did when you were working, depending on your situation. So we want to plan ahead for that, understand the impact of those required minimum distributions. And if I was to poll the listeners, most people would probably agree that taxes are likely to increase in the future. And as we've talked about a number of times on the show, the tax law we have in place today is set to expire at the end of 2025. So let's get after it and make some changes now to deal with what we have. We have the, one of the lowest tax rates in U.S. history. may not feel like that, but taxes are very likely to increase. So we want to look at your assets in terms of taxation buckets and what do you have in each of those bus- buckets and how do you reduce your tax bill over time. Right now, going back to we're in a down market, a couple of different strategies that you can apply if you're still working 
and you're making a contribution to your 401k, for example, one of the strategies might be where, hey, we're almost halfway through the year, the market's down considerably, I had been putting in 5% of my income or 10% of my income or whatever, dial that up now and buy more while the market is down. You're buying the market on sale, market comes back up, you've, you've taken care of your 401k contribution for the year, potentially earlier and uh, would not be contributing towards the end of the year. That's a possibility. If the market goes down further, that didn't turn out to be a good idea, but that's a, a strategy you could use. And you also want to look at your retirement plan, whether or not your employer would still provide a match if you're not putting money in. Usually that's not the case. Second strategy is to convert money from pre-tax into Roth. So you pay the taxes now while the market's down. And when that bounces back up, you avoided taxes on any, any of that growth that would occur from this point. The third strategy we can help you with is look at tax loss harvesting, which is a really fun term. <laughs> and the idea pertains here, if you have a taxable account and the market's down right now, and you've got a couple stocks that you've been meaning to get rid of and hadn't because of the taxable gains, well, you could sell those now, get out of those investments that maybe aren't the best fit for you, and you're paying less in taxes now because the value of that asset has decreased and you're moving that money into something that you feel is a better fit for you. So those are all strategies we can help you to navigate. Yeah, boy, you, you can get deep in the weeds on taxes. And at the, you started by talking about tax code and the IRS code, tax Ooh. code. And I've heard uh, figures from 44,000 pages to 75,000 pages in the U.S. tax code. So it's like, uh, it's some heavy reading. It is. Yeah. Yes. Some yes. light <laughs> just before bed. <laughs> Grab that one and uh, just do some light reading to put your mind at ease. What's fun is we've actually paid, we have to pay people to actually count the pages in the tax code. So that's some of our tax money at use. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Oh. It's a vicious circle. <laughs> uh, so What's that was next? number four. Number five, the final one we'll talk about is legacy and estate planning. And in that process, we want to understand if you think of your estate and draw a box on a piece of paper under that box, it's going to go into three different directions. It's going to go to your friends and family. It's going to go to your charities, if that's important to you. And the third bucket is taxes, the government. So we want to minimize the amount going to that third bucket as much as possible. And if you're, uh, you don't have an estate plan, things aren't communicated, you have probate involved, unclaimed property, a lot of things that can happen there. That's where the, the government is, is picking up that piece of it. Um, estate planning documents, what do you have in place today? So kind of the basics would be having a will, a healthcare directive, a financial power of attorney. It may or may not make sense for you to have a trust instead of, or in, yep. in addition to a will. So you want to work with a good estate planning attorney, but we, as part of our financial planning process that we work through with our clients, uh, we look at the gaps in the estate planning and what to do about those. So here's some solutions, some sure. options on getting some of those things addressed. But most people, they they don't do the best job on getting that stuff buttoned up. And yeah, everybody it. puts it off, it seems. Yep. Yeah, yep. very easy to do. So uh, once you actually start that process, if you work with an attorney, it doesn't take all that long to do it, but it, there is definitely an avoidance there. Um, you also want to look at who are your people. So if you have kids communicating, here's what our plan is, here's where things are located, here's a copy of our stuff, 
but those are your legal documents. You want to have also things organized to make things easier if you're no longer here, when you're no longer here. So we have a couple tools that we put together for our clients to help make that process a lot smoother. Who do you need to have conversations with? And part of this, it's not just the estate planning, it's the legacy that you leave behind and that goes beyond the financial aspect. So who do you need to have conversations with that maybe you've put off and want to address some of those things? Sure. So having things organized is a, is a key piece of this process. So that's the, the fifth item on our sticky note here sure. for that retirement checklist. Sure. And I, I want to add, Jeff, I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that uh, the importance of working with a financial services professional, an independent fiduciary like yourself, who has the big 40,000 foot view and the more in-depth view on all five of these items, uh, you know, income and expenses, risk management, investments, how are you going to create retirement income? But these last two that we discussed today, taxes and le- and estate planning, you work alongside tax professionals with your clients and you have tax professionals they can work with, uh, and estate planning attorneys. I know that you have estate planning attorneys you work with and recommend your clients to, uh, because you're not a CPA or an estate planning attorney, but really if you just go to a CPA, they're gonna look back at the last year, they're gonna do this year's taxes, but who's looking ahead to retirement and your tax picture the way it looks? That's where you come in and look at the big picture. So I want to make that important distinction and that you help your clients with all of these things, but also it's important to have a tax professional and an estate planning attorney uh, on on your, uh, you know, as part of the team, right? Yes, absolutely. Having a comprehensive plan and making sure that you're not just looking at the charts and graph of what stocks you're invested in. That's an important component, but it's the bigger picture and how all these things are woven together to make sure you have a good retirement. And that's where you come into play. And, And really the whole overall written plan, that's how they can get it by working with a fiduciary like yourself. Correct. So you can, to do that, schedule a time with us to come in for a complimentary second opinion. You can do that by giving our office a call, 651-842-8406. You can send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com. Uh, check out our website, financialpaladin.com, but uh, get that scheduled. You can come into our office or do that through Zoom. And typically there are two meetings as part of that process on average, about 45 minutes a piece. So the first meeting, we gather the information we need to review what you have, ask you some good questions so we better understand your situation. And in that second meeting, we'll show you, here's what we would recommend that you do differently. Here's how we treat our clients. Here's the value that we add. And you decide whether or not you'd like our help going forward, but you're going to get some good value out of that process nonetheless. Excellent. All right. Well, give that phone number and web address one more time, Jeff, before we go. It is 651-842-8406. And online, you can visit us at financialpaladin.com. And if you haven't yet, on whatever podcast your app you're on, please take a moment to give us your your thoughts. Uh, Give us some feedback on the podcast. Give us a rating there. We would appreciate that. And uh, thank you all very much. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Great show today talking about uh, the five necessary things to have on your retirement checklist. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. And that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. 
don't pay too much for taxes, or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.